This is the uh, second episode of the Photogab podcast. Uh, that is now our title, but uh, this is episode 2.1. Uh, just because literally five minutes ago we were recording and something happened, so uh, there was a bit of uh, an issue, technical error. We're still learning how to do this, but uh, it's all fun. Uh, I know we were just kind of like talking about like how we both shoot and how we both uh, edit our photos and color images and. Uh, I was saying how I shoot differently on certain cameras and how I shoot black and white when I go out and shoot and that I don't change the color image to black and white now. Um, and you were talking, you were just starting to talk about the different cameras that you have. So yeah, take it off, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome back. Uh, sorry about the technical issue. Yeah, we're just talking a little bit about uh, the different types of uh, cameras that I shoot with and how it was, I guess, annoying me. Uh, that I have too many cameras. Uh, that's, a, I guess, a first world problem, as they say. Um, but I think it's, yeah, I think it's actually, I think it's a big negative um, in regards to how I approach photography. I think it's better to have less cameras, <laughs> um, especially if you're only doing personal work and you're not doing clients' work or weddings or whatever. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm, uh, I guess, yeah, I'm going to be unloading a bunch of stuff and I'm going to yeah. try, I'm going to try, I'm going to sell all my Canon gear and, uh, I'm just going to try to stick it out with just the Fuji and, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Not yeah. Even, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's one of those things where like, even myself, like I went from having, you know what, like, I know, I know I wanted, to, we want, we both wanted this podcast not to be about gear, but at some point in time we could just get it out of the way right away. So gear wise, I used to shoot with a Nikon D750, a couple lenses, uh, a Fuji X100T, uh, and I was quite happy. And then I had uh, a Nikon F100 film camera, a TLR, multiple film point shoots, a rangefinder point shoot. Uh, and I, had, I used to bring all of that with me at once. And I would come home and my images would be boring there'd be nothing there there would be absolutely nothing of interest in my photographs to me anyways and uh, i found myself more or less like taking random shots with film cameras and burning through film because i was tired of using that same film stock i was like hey i'm, I'm tired of shooting this you know fp5 or fp4 um I'll just shoot their last, you know, 20 pictures of it of my floor. You know, and it's just like <laughs> I was spending like ridiculous amounts of money to process floor photos. Um, and uh, so I made the decision to switch from all of that gear uh, digital wise and move over to the Fuji X Pro 3, which I, I'm kind of, I was kind of doing it in the mindset of to change the way I take pictures. I really wanted to focus on taking pictures and not looking at the images and just being part of the photograph itself like being involved in the scene and or just blending into the scene sorry and just taking i felt like that was going to help me take better pictures and so far it has i feel way better about my photography i feel way better about um 
how my images are are turning out now with just shooting with that camera in this different way so for me that has been the biggest help uh, I haven't touched my film cameras in a while um, I still bring a film point and shoot with me just in the event that I may use it um, but yeah it's definitely changed uh, how I shoot for sure um, yeah and you know what uh, we can always say that we don't want to talk about um, you know the cameras that we use or brands or whatever um, but I was thinking when you were talking, I was thinking, I was listening, of course, but I uh, was also thinking about, uh, just everyone, like everyone that I know who takes photos, uh, you know, they do eventually talk about the brand or what they have. Uh, and the ones who say, um, oh, I, I never talk about my camera. I just use it because it's on me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I have, uh, 25 pictures of my Leica M6 hanging off my neck. It's just it's always there like there's always it's it's a bragging right it's the same with uh, musical instruments or cars or uh you know depends on what you're into um but you know at the same time you i've seen like outstanding photography especially from twitter these days like the oddest social media platform for photography uh it's better than instagram and like by like a hundred times um some amazing film photography coming out of there and some people are using literally like five dollar 35 millimeter film cameras that they bought at value village so it's pretty amazing the type of work that can come out of whatever camera you have um i guess i made the mistake of like i've always wanted to just have a leica and is it a bragging right i don't know i don't know if it is i just know that it's one of the better brands out there it's the cadillac of photography and maybe hey i just just drop everything get an m6 just to see how it feels um and if i like it then i don't know get into like really severe debt and buy an m10 <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i think for me like i do agree leica is definitely one of those brands that you see and you hear uh and you're like you're like oh yeah i gotta get a like it because it's gonna you know take better images it's like well at the end of the day it's not the camera because agreed like i've seen images on you know uh twitter of all places and the photos are absolutely amazing you're like what camera did you use oh i bought this like you know uh pentax optio 35 to 70 zoom camera and i popped in this like lomo film that's like 20 bucks <laughs> you're like what how did you like it's not the camera it's it's not even so much the film the film does make a big part of it but like it's it's literally the right moment having the eye and taking the image so it, it's it's really uh, a mind over matter really it's not the camera it, at the end of the day it's not the camera it's you at the end of the day uh, it's a tool it's just what helps you take the picture that's it um yeah, Leicas are cool. Of course, I want one. Duh. Who doesn't want one? Um, am I going to go out and spend $2,500 on a film camera? No. Uh, you know, am I... Do I want to buy a, a Leica Q2? Heck yeah. Do I have the money? Heck no. Um, but again, it's it's all about the image, right? So, 
it's a it's a it's definitely i know what you're talking about in terms of like people talking about like oh yeah i just shoot with a film camera and then like yeah you go to their like their instagram page and there's like 35 photos of their like a m6 like sitting on a co- you know on a desk beside some coffee or that they've just like done with a pour over and they did like a whole youtube video of them pouring over coffee and <laughs> talking about fluff you know what i mean i i know exactly the image that you're talking about i can see it in my head i i can see the person there's no one in particular but i could see that person doing that i know exactly what you're talking about um you know i I, i'm wondering if it's one of those things where like you know let's say you get a hobbyist who's like tinkers on cars for so long let's say 10 15 years and then they you know when they go to get close to retiring they end up buying a porsche because it's like that's the pinnacle of like automotive ownership right is a Porsche or like a Lamborghini or a Ferrari, but it's it's the it's the prestige of that thing. So like for us, for like dabbling in in film cameras and and digital cameras, but at some point in time, you know, later on when we go to retire in let's say twenty years, thirty years, we'll be getting ourselves a Leica at some point if they're still around. Um. Yeah. No. And it's and it's 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 about everything. Like uh, even down to. Uh... Uh, currently down to my computer, to my PC. Uh, you know, it's all about like the best of the best, and but then you look at the best, and it's like, okay, well, it's uh, I'm not gonna pay uh, forty nine hundred dollars for a video card uh, because it has RGB lighting. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I've been like in a in a wormhole of like looking at PC components in the last week. And uh, because there's, I think there's an issue with my RAM. So I'm like, you know, you look at RAM, you look at, you know, Corsair, and it's like beautiful. And it's like, it's like, holy, it's like $600 for 16 gigs of RAM. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's just the constant. It's marketing. It's, um, and, and whatnot. But, you know, you also, I know of a photographer here uh, who, who owns Leica, but he actually, uh, you know, he just... Um, not too long ago, he just got rid of it just because it was a nuisance um, and it wasn't working out with his flow really well. And, uh, you know, Leica is a bit more difficult because you do have to manually focus and uh, sometimes you miss that shot that you should have had. And, uh, you know, when uh, you're, the next camera on his neck is, you know, 1DX Mark IV or whatever, uh, it's very hard to compete against something like that <clears throat> in regards to speed. Uh, so, you know, it's not all about the brand. Um, no, no, it's definitely about you, what you see, uh, how you want to capture it on film or sensor. And uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, goodbye, Canon. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I did the same thing. I said goodbye to, to Nikon. I thought it was just time to to move on. I uh, I did it once before. I moved completely from Nikon to Fuji and uh, it was great and then I moved back to Nikon and uh, there was always something in my head that was like this is a bit of a regret. You're you're you regret this a bit. And sure enough, I did. Um, and uh, it's funny. It was one of those photos that popped up uh, in my feed of a Fuji X-Pro3 that I saw and uh, I was like, "Huh, I never really looked at this camera i really thought the the rear lcd screen being hidden was a bit of a gimmick um and how it had a little like uh lcd screen just for like the film simulation that was that you're using on the camera and i thought it was a very big gimmick but 
upon like looking at it and watching like every review video that was ever made on the camera on YouTube to the point where I'm watching like you know review videos in like different languages from like Thailand and and the Philippines and and uh, from different countries like just to like get myself immersed in the camera and then I at that point I was like I was so deep I was like well I have to get this camera and uh and I knew it was the right decision it's just it was one of those things where I just had to like bury myself in it to really push myself over the edge and it worked and I love the camera and uh it has really changed how I take pictures uh not only of family but also uh in in out on the streets and in and around the urban environments that I go to. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, and I, th- I guess like uh, our listeners or future listeners, uh, they should understand that, you know, we're just, we're just people that really like, um, not just cameras and lenses, but we, we really like technology and, um, we're human. Like, uh, yeah. We like to immerse ourselves, you know, like I just mentioned, I like, I really like computers um, I like the way I like to, you know, build them once in a while. I like the way they work. I like the way they look. Uh, just the, the technology aspect of it is always interesting. Um, and yeah, uh, same with cameras and lenses and um, the system that you edit on. All of these things are, to some, mesmerizing. And you know, you you want you want not maybe not the best, but you want something that's that works very well. And efficiently for your workflow um so i yeah uh people gotta understand that we come from that environment of working in a camera store that's where we started and uh, we're selling people cameras uh that they probably don't need uh so we kind of fall into the same basket of you know trying to buy the best that our store has to offer uh, because we're selling it to customers that don't probably don't need it. Um, so, you know, that's the environment that we come from. Uh, we don't come from a photojournalistic environment or a photo studio environment uh, where equipment is uh, important, but it's not about having the best gear all the time, changing your cameras and lenses every year. Uh, and thank God I don't do that anymore. Uh, I've kind of gotten out of that hole. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm reasonably satisfied with what I have, uh, with Canon. I've had it for actually a while. It's probably the longest, uh, camera that I've ever had, I've ever owned, um, because it has been a great camera and I'm not even sure if I'll sell it. You know, it's, it's always back and forth. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. It's, uh, it's, it is part of our, the fabric of who we are in terms of, the gear and stuff where we are definitely the most knowledgeable people in our circles uh for sure and a lot of people come to us for advice on you know when they want to buy a camera and and uh you know we we know the answers people people look to us for you know the right gear and stuff like that so i i guess it is part of us i never thought about it that way um and that really does uh that does really help out you know uh our mindset when trying to do stuff in the future in terms of either selling gear, getting gear, buying gear, we're a little bit, a little bit more pragmatic about it. Um, uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying in terms of like, you know, getting rid of a camera system that you've had for so long. It did take me a while to really consider to get rid of my Nikon stuff because I had had it for so long. 
with a little bit of a break where I had a Fuji X-T1 and uh, it, it, w it did take me a little bit to go, is this the right decision? Am I going to go back? Who knows? I might, but at this point in time, I don't think so for the first foreseeable future. I don't think I'll go back to, to Nikon or even venture into Canon territory. I just don't think right now, currently, they offer anything that interests me. Um, you know, and uh, Fuji's really captured my my look and my feel in the images uh the, the way i shoot with the camera uh, and i mentioned this before and i could go on about how the camera really uh tailors how i shoot which is uh you know a lot of people i guess they tailor the way they shoot uh based on their themselves but the camera does help in that category as well so yeah um i guess more or less what i'm kind of going towards now uh, in terms of what we were talking about before the technical issues was um, shooting in black and white and that sort of stuff and do you find yourself wanting to print more photographs I know you mentioned that you would actually sold a print that you actually took from your from your phone and do you find yourself wanting to print either a zine or a book and I know the last episode that we talked about was like uh, projects and stuff. Have you ever thought about you know doing a book or uh, we did a book? I know we actually I should mention that we created a book together uh, based on our ten day road trip across the island, um, and it's a beautiful book. It's available on Blurb if you decide do you want to go buy it. Um, but uh, it's have you ever thought about creating like something personal, like a personal piece of work in a book itself? I know it kind of we talked about this last episode where we're creating a body of work, but. Uh, would you say that you have like enough right now to create a book or like a zine? Um, yeah, that, well, yes. Uh, yeah, thanks for bringing that up, the Newfoundland book. Uh, yeah, we put that together um, after our 10 days uh, driving across the island of Newfoundland. Uh, we basically went from St. John's, which is the capital city furthest east, all the way to um i guess like some of the more popular spots in the north like uh, bonavista fogo island uh then we went all the way to the east coast to cornerbrook uh stephenville portaport peninsula and then we went all the way up uh, what we call the great northern peninsula all the way up to saint anthony saint anthony is the way they say here uh and then we drove back to saint john's uh which it was a great trip because we were we it was just the two of us and we were able to <clears throat> put 100% of our concentration on taking photos because um, Newfoundland, if you have never been here, it is, it's it's a pretty place. Uh, so it's very photogenic and it's easy to photograph uh, in a landscape sense. Um, not, I guess not easy because uh, it is Newfoundland. So it's it's a rugged terrain. The weather can be challenging, but it's, uh, it's a very pretty area. Um, so yeah the yes i've always wanted my dream is to make uh, a magazine uh, or a photography magazine i've always wanted to make one i almost i actually well this is back to our original um we tr we do these things where we want to make something and we get to you know maybe halfway through step one and then we just uh, discard it or don't continue it um but i did have i did have a newfoundland focused landscape photography magazine that i was like getting on the go like uh in my my primary 
my primary goal for that magazine was to to uh, highlight a, a Newfoundland photographer uh, in in the magazine, maybe showcase around ten of their images, um, and that's pretty much it. Maybe a couple more things at the start and end of the magazine, but it would primarily focus on this photographer. Um, and I had David Howells uh, set up for the first one. We had all the photos selected. I was starting it, and then I did not do it. So there you go. Uh, but I really hope that something like that gets off the ground sooner or later. Yeah, I wanted to, to create a book. Um, yeah, it's 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 hard because uh, you need like a body of work, and then you got to talk. You know, like do you like I've seen a lot of photographers online where they'll take they're like ah, I'm going to do a photo book on this it's going to take me about two years to make I'm like how do you know like how you stick with something for so long like to me it would seem like I would look at my library work and I'm like oh I have all these photographs of like say trash cans and I'm like I'm just going to create a book of these trash cans it's like if I were to say I'm going to go take pictures of trash cans and then trying to create a photo book of it, I w it would never happen. It would just, it would just never happen. What, like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, I'd say this jokingly, but it's true. Like, I don't think I could ever do that. Right? Like, in two years, I'm gonna create a photo book based on this piece of idea that I have, and I'm just gonna go with it. I'm like, I, I, I have ADD. There's no way I can do that. I, I'm out of, I'd be out of my mind if I tried to do that. Yeah, it's it's very difficult uh, to it's discipline uh, when it comes down to those photographers. It's pretty amazing what they can do, um, what they can sit down with, uh, you know, taking pictures of this of houses or garbage cans or doorways or you know, there's lots of different uh, subjects that you can choose. Um, I kind of had something like that on the go with the uh, the bu the bus stops um, around Newfoundland. I, I loved a, it. I wish you could continue that. That was so good. I love. I actually loved looking at those. Yeah, like it was. Yeah, I didn't mind that. And you know, I I don't know if this is the same anywhere around the world, but uh, Newfoundland is uh, is large um, geographically. So, but we have very little amount of people. Uh, so, in in saying that. Um, students that go to school are uh, geographically dispersed so you have uh, maybe a school that uh, corresponds to a 50 plus kilometer radius uh, so you have kids coming in from a large a very large geographical area um, you know that's due to cost because you know you'll you don't want three schools with 20 students in each of them right so you want uh, one school with at least 100 or more students uh, so there's all these very unique uh, bus stops for uh, children um, in uh, the small um, coves and the small outport communities. Uh, and they're all kind of unique to their own community. So they have lots of different colors. Um, some of them are in shambles, but some of them are in incredibly well maintained. Um, so it's, yeah, if I thought it was interesting. I got a good chunk of the Avalon Peninsula done with it. And I even had some uh, bus stops done up in central, like around Gander. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I kind of wish I had continued it as well. You, you never know. Maybe uh, it would be a great film project. The other thing as well is like, it kind of, um, makes sense for you because you're a teacher and their school, like their, their bus shelters for schools. Right. So there is a bit of, you do have a connection to them indirectly but or directly but 
I mean, you're not a bus driver, so you, there's no direct correlation to you and the actual stop itself. But there is an indirect correlation between yourself and the actual stops themselves. So it would be kind of like a, a almost like a personal project, really. Um, but like, I mean, I, I would love to like purchase a zine uh, of the photographs of the stops for sure. Uh, I think that would be a really unique uh, uh work body of work for sure uh it would probably do very well locally or geographically within newfoundland itself uh you know being well promoted and all and you're well connected so i'm pretty sure it could definitely have its way uh, around the island for sure um yeah you know it, it, it for me it's I guess I really I think you're right I think I, I think about it too much and I think there does need to be discipline as well I think discipline is one of the things I lack in, in photography you know I'm disciplined in the fact that I know what I'm doing when I hold the camera when I take a picture and that sort of stuff but I, I do agree there needs to be a discipline for focusing on something and working at it and making it work for myself uh, and work for a potential audience yeah I think this is. I think this is. This podcast is definitely going to start to become more therapy for myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and so, yeah, definitely. Well, this is you know this is a good reason for podcasting, right? Communication and kind of hash out your ideas. And uh, if, if it's therapeutic, then uh, you know, uh, good for you. You know, that's great. Um, uh, in regards to the bus stop one, I think I stopped it in because. You know, I'm not going to mention any names, but there are like there were a few people who said, um, "Oh, you're not going to you're not going to complete it. You're not going to finish it. Um, why would you do that? It's kind of boring." Um, and then I had some photographers. Pardon my language, but would, uh, like, copy fuck it, those people. Um, which was, which was incredibly annoying. Yeah. Uh, so then I'm like, okay. That's really <laughs> annoying. Like, like, like. Pardon my language, but like, fuck those people. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's too bad. Um, you know, and I shouldn't let that bother me. You know, you shouldn't let any negative comments like that bother you. Um, and it, I guess it especially hurts if it's people that, you know, that you know, that you know of, that you'll bump into once in a while. Uh, because this, uh, where I live, it's such a small area. So, but that's the name of the game. That's the name of the beast. Maybe they were doing it because they were jealous that I had something on the go. Um, a lot of people on social media. I was only posting them on Facebook. I have no idea why I was doing that. That's probably the worst idea. Um, but the people, my friends and family on Facebook were really loving it and they were sharing it. And um, and there was like some talk of like a reporter at CBC that was interested in it. I'm not sure if that's true or not. But um, yeah, so again, this is not like... A, ego boast boosting march show like it's, no get, get back it's just, get back it, into it yeah. get back into it I, I i fully support you uh in your endeavor to if you decide to go back into it i fully support that like honestly even without the you know even if there was no accolades or like even like uh anything to gain from it either, either monetarily or anything at all it's more like just a middle finger to those people that told you that you're never going to complete it that's a that's a that's such a oh that that really grinds my gears uh but uh yeah do it do, like if you decide to do it do it like put your heart into it do it i think you could totally complete it i think you could knock it out of the park uh, as you already were uh and those people are definitely jealous or you know uh they they're they're definitely definitely it's jealousy 100 because they can't think of a project that is so unique and so 
you know, special. Uh, and definitely from somebody who is an outsider to the island itself uh, to think of it, you know, those people were too close to the subject matter to really see it. So they're jealous of the fact that you saw it before they did. So I would say wholeheartedly go for it, complete it, but it is totally up to you. Yeah, no, it's too bad. Uh, again, you know, uh, that stuff happens. And I think we it's a good les- lesson to learn that uh, you just got to keep going, uh, even if you do have the negative comments. Um, yeah, just keep doing what you what you think is going to be um, worthwhile. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, if, if it's something that you enjoy doing, and even if at the end of the day, you just make a book and you uh sell it you sell a couple copies to your family then i think that's still a success um but yeah just keep keep doing what with what you're doing keep doing with what you have um that's that's one thing that's inspired me a lot from the photographers that i'm discovering on twitter um not because of well their work is amazing but not just because of that but just because of their their age they're they're like super young um they're usually like in their early 20s um and they don't have much themselves they only have like you know one or two very cheap cameras um and they're they're getting out there taking the photos taking the time and posting them on twitter but becoming like these huge uh success stories on twitter uh only because of their art and uh through looking at their their photos and the retweets of their other friends and there's a huge, huge community of photographers on Twitter, which is amazing. Um, and they're all bashing Instagram, and I agree with them wholeheartedly. Yeah, I also find, like, you know, the, the images on Insta- on Twitter in particular, um, they're, they're I, and I know the photographers you're speaking of, and their images are so more enticing, they're so more visual. And I feel like I'm not being advertised you know to 24 7 and you know as i'm scrolling through you know typically i get into this like routine where i just like scroll and i like double tap scroll double tap scroll double tap and i like the images but i'm like what am i actually looking at what am i actually liking i'm like i don't know what i'm liking and i'm really starting to hate social media in particular it's starting to bother me it's starting to get on my nerves it's wasting my time and I'm really starting to see this through uh, conversations that I've had with my partner in terms of me putting my phone down and not being, you know, involved. And, and that's that's a personal thing. But uh, I also see it as a, as, a, as a social thing. I'm not really, you know, I say social media was the biggest thing for me because it's like I can learn from these people. I can understand these people. But now it's really become a bragging rights page on Instagram to say like, oh, I've got this photo, I've got this photo, oh, I've got this gear, i got this gear. Oh, here's my brand deal, here's my brand deal. I'm like, what happened to the art? The art is being lost with inside Instagram. It's still there, you have to look for it, but it's really, really hard to find these days. And I go to Twitter, and there's a whole political spectrum that I see, but yeah, there is a layer of photographers that are producing a level of work that is far beyond what I've seen in on, on Instagram and you, you are so correct in the fact that there's this community that really doesn't like Instagram and for good measure one of the reasons why I like Twitter for pictures is the image quality is way higher it's just much higher than 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 Instagram and I know image quality isn't everything but like 
you know, in order, in order to look at an image, you got to be able to see it. Like, and, and that's all the details and stuff. So I really like the image presentation on, on Twitter for sure. So like for myself, like I've been posting on Instagram, but I use uh, If This Then That, which is a um, kind of like a, I forget how to, how to really describe it, but it's a, an app that I have on my phone that allows me to um, uh, link my Instagram account and my Twitter account. So anytime I post something on my Instagram account, it posts it to my Twitter account exactly the same. So that's why uh, on my Twitter feed, you'll see like exactly the exact same thing that's on my Instagram page, the exact same thing that's on my Twitter page. Um, and that's because I'm, I'm lazy and I don't want to post to two different places. Uh, so I, I post one photo to one place and I have an application that does the rest of the work for me. Um, I get a little bit of traction. I get like one or two likes on the photos. Uh, one like is mainly from, from you, Mark, but... Uh, and then the other photos usually I find it's weird I have a lot for whatever reason I have like a presence in Japan for some reason I don't know I don't know what that is but I find that a lot of the people that like my photos are in Japan I don't know if it's like timing and they just like wake they wake up and see my images on Twitter but yeah it's it's, it's a weird thing where people in Japan uh, like my photos on on Twitter no that's great uh, yeah I've also seen that too I've been discovering new photographers from other parts of the world uh, on Twitter um, rather than Canada or the United States in on Instagram. Uh, I'm, yeah, the same with me as well. Lots from Europe, lots from Japan, um, East Asia in general. Uh, you know, very active community. Uh, yeah, it might be a time thing. It might be just because Twitter is a different, a whole, uh, an entirely different social platform uh, that reaches different people uh yeah you know it's twitter is not i don't think it well it's it's obviously not geared or not designed for photography um but people have uh used it in a very unique way you know you can tag and you could uh you could hashtag you know really relatively well yeah it's a pretty interesting platform you know what it's getting more traction than the actual platforms that are designed for photography uh, and I, I much prefer the art that's coming out of Twitter, um, and and even Visco. Those those places are a little, you know they're a little bit more unique, a little bit more uh, photography driven. Um, I th I've been hearing rumors, or there's I, I guess it's more than rumors. There are some uh, people that are trying to get off the ground, uh, specifically designed social media platform strictly for photographers i guess you have them already out there like instagram or 500px or these types of these types of places uh but they get inundated with um, you know lots of you know there's a lot of garbage there like you were saying there's uh there's a lot of um there's a lot of brand promotion which sure that's fine if that person is that's their employment and that's how they make a living sure but yeah, there needs to be like a, a stronger uh, foundation of artists uh, that are centered around not even just photography, but visual arts, because there are some of these photographers that I'm following on Twitter that they're, they're doing some fairly heavy uh, editing on, in Photoshop and altering their images, but it's it's like a piece of art. That's pretty incredible what I'm seeing. 
yeah like computational photography is is definitely uh an art form within itself um but yeah i find 500 px it just just maybe just be me but i find 500 px is like I find like all their like really great images are like Russian photographers. I don't know what it is with the Russians, but they're like go to like level 1000, like in terms of photography, I always find their images are like super crispy, clean and like the best images for, for like, uh, wildlife and stuff like that and models. And, and, and uh, it's just crazy to me to see that like 500 PX for whatever reason, it's just like super inundated with like Russian oligarchs like going out and taking pictures <laughs> and it's uh founded and based out of toronto so that's kind of interesting which is so funny how it's like based out of canadian city but yeah it's like inundated with like russian photographers <laughs> so uh i was i was just quickly here looking through instagram uh, sorry twitter uh on one of my photos and i just grabbed the hashtag xpro3 which is the camera that i use and i'm about I don't know, six or seven swipes down. And I would say 99% of the photographs are from Japanese photographers with that hashtag. Yeah, which that's is a, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's an, I, I don't know why that is. It's just 99, like at least 99. Like I'm looking, like I'm at a point now in the feed where it's just all in Japanese. I can't read any of it. Yeah. I see my and it's funny because I see my photographs come through but I see this Japanese there's okay there's one in English here but majority of it are in Japanese maybe I need to take up a new language <laughs> uh, yeah no that's interesting um, yeah I guess uh, I guess a way to maybe like kind of head towards a conclusion here today or like cluing things up um, I guess we could talk about um i guess i guess the question i can pose is you can answer first if you want is um we always kind of return to is the camera that we have is the most important does the brand matter does the type of camera that you have in your hands um change the way you photograph um so are those still should you worry about these? Should you still concern yourself with this? Or should you just grab a camera and go? I think it doesn't matter what camera you have um, as long as it works um, and you're comfortable and you know your camera. I think that is the biggest thing about photography is that it really doesn't matter what camera it is as long as you know how to use it. If you know how to use it, then the image itself will will either appear in front of you or you'll make it. Um, and you'll make it really well because you know the camera. The camera itself taking the image is not is not it doesn't matter. If you know how to use the camera, then that's it. That's it. That's all it really requires. The brand doesn't matter because someone can hand you uh, a Pentax. You know how to use Pentax because you used it for a few years. You know, but somebody can hand you a Leica and you would instantly know how to use it. Like, because you know cameras themselves. So if anybody is new out there and they're learning photography and they're listening to this podcast and they're like, well, what can I take away from this? Pick up a camera, learn it. How it works, how it takes a picture, how the images look after you've taken them. You know, learn the camera. That's the biggest thing I can say 
about photography is learn how to use the, the gear. If you know how to use it, the image itself will, will be good no matter what. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Um, I kind of wish I was, you know, 20, you know, 18, 19, 20 again, uh, just to start over. Uh, but you know, that's the reality of it. I'm a little bit older, but at the, you know, on the, on the plus side, I do have the, some experience of using a lot of cameras. Uh, I think I found my niche in, in what I like and what I want to use. Um, but it's, you know, it's all, it's, it even, I can even use a different field like filmmaking, for example, they always just say, you know, the biggest names in the industry will say, you know, just uh, pick up a video camera, um, uh, create or write a story, you know, it doesn't have to be very long, just a few pages and record it and, you know, see what you can come up with, uh, with very minimal equipment, with no money and uh, a few ideas. I think it's saying the, the same goes with photography. Uh, just pick up a camera, doesn't matter what it is, something that you feel comfortable with. Learn the basics um, so you're not, you know, if you're using a film camera, so you're not fumbling around with loading your film reel, uh, your your roll of film in a camera, uh, you know, these little simple tasks. Get comfortable with that first and then get out there. And I think, um, yeah, just, just try it. That's the only, I'm still trying, I'm still experimenting. After, uh, you know, nearly 15 uh, years of taking pictures, um, you just you just got to get out there and and, uh, and and experiment, try. And I'm still learning today. There's there's never nothing you can learn. Yeah, definitely. You know, aside from knowing the camera itself, uh, I would agree. Just get out and take pictures. Um, you know, you could you could definitely study the camera till till you're you know blue in the face and, and you know every inch of the camera but the image isn't going to make itself so get out there and take pictures that's literally what it is even for myself i agree like i'm still learning every day and uh you know still practicing you know i, I still i still say like sometimes when i go out i'm like ah, i'm still practicing you know i'm just uh just learning just learning how to take pictures uh, it's uh it's a daily it's a daily struggle trying to take images uh no one's perfect um, you know, even one of my favorite photographers, David Allen Harvey, he, uh, he's, he's so funny in the way he shoots with people. He'll walk up to him, you know, uh, in particular, he's like, he's like, Oh, this, yeah, I, I just got it. I don't know how it works. And he's taking pictures of people in the streets and he's like one of the, you know, one of the best, uh, photographers that I, that I like in terms, I think he's one of the best photographers I know I've seen. And, uh, I think it's it's fun. It's so funny how he, when people ask him like you know oh he's taking pictures yeah oh yeah this is a new camera I don't know how it works just taking pictures and and, uh, and then he directs people and then they he's comfortable but yeah um, you know he he says that you know he's still learning stuff every day you know it doesn't uh, you'll never stop learning and that goes with anything in life really uh, yeah and you know. Uh, the, yeah, that's those are good points. I think learn the very very basics so you're not uh, frustrated uh, on the field with the camera that you're using. That happens to me all the time. I yeah, I never learn my lesson. I I don't learn the basics of the camera that I'm using, and uh, the first or two photo shoots are kind of a disaster. Uh, so always learn the basics, and um, I would just look just just take photos of things that you think look interesting. 
and not what others are taking pictures of. You know, try to try to build your try to develop your own eye. Uh, that's the most important thing. Because I did, a, I've done a lot of photography teaching, and what's fascinating is that if you bring everyone to the same location, every single photo is going to look different. Uh, so that's that's the key there to create or to develop your own unique eye to to what you see around you and document your life. And I guess the one last little thing to say is always look always look for very appealing and attractive light. Uh, light is what's going to create your image. We can all use a camera pointed at a subject and take a picture, but uh, if you know how light works and how it falls on certain subjects and how it uh, wraps around subjects at different times of the day, uh, that's probably the biggest thing you you want to you want to ensure you have a hundred percent down. Yeah, uh, the light aspect, uh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, if you're in a downtown area, if you have like an urban environment, like a like a city center, like either Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, uh, any place with a downtown area, uh, depending on what time zone you're in, I know here it's like three, three thirty, four o'clock it's like prime light because it's just the sun is at an angle when uh, in the winter time here in ottawa ontario uh, canada and uh it uh at that point in time of the day the light is just just low enough the sun's just low enough but the shadows that it creates are so dynamic whether you're shooting color or black and white it's if the sun is out it's really hard to take a bad photograph in that light uh i couldn't agree more study light you know go out look at it see how it falls and you know with some repetition you can really like hover around in an area and really take some really fantastic photos with great light um yeah could agree more light is, is such a an important tool yeah definitely uh just you know uh and again the most i guess out of all of this the most important another very important uh uh i guess a hint or tip would be to uh, just to go out as much as you can um, and there are a lot of times where you won't feel like going out that's that's very normal um, everyone goes through that uh, but try to you know it's like working out or eating well or it's it's going to require a little bit of discipline and um, you just have to go for it uh, and it's hard uh, because sometimes the weather isn't great or it's maybe a bit too cold or um, or you'd rather, you know, watch a movie or do something different. Um, but I, I guess my my most important message is to like at least um, block off an hour uh, or so every day and um, go out during that hour, regardless of weather or what you're doing or if you're tired, etc. Because I think at the end of the day or the week or the month, you're going to you're going to appreciate what you've done even on those difficult days that you didn't want to go out. Good advice. Good, good advice. All right. Well, I think that uh, wraps it up for today uh, for this episode of the photo gab podcast uh, with some technical glitches in the beginning, but uh, I think, uh, I think we're good now at 46 minutes and 52 seconds. We think we're pretty good in terms of working things out. Um, 
well, join us next week for episode three. Uh, Mark, thank you. Where can we uh, where can we find you? Uh, th- yeah, thanks, Alex. This was a great episode. I'm looking forward to the third one. Um, basically, just Mark with a C M A R C uh, Surge S E R G E uh, N L uh, short f- the short form for Newfoundland Labrador. So Mark Surge NL at uh, pretty much any social media platform that you love to browse. Awesome, awesome. And you can find me at uh, Alex Boone Photo. Uh, Boone is B-O-N-E. Uh, Alex Boone Photo on Instagram and on Twitter. All right. And that, uh, that wraps up for episode number three. Thanks so much. Thank you.